This episode has been brought to you by Made With Rage. Made With Rage is a black British-owned Etsy store selling Harry Potter and Star Wars face masks, perfect for this current times, swimwear, bags, and loads more. All products have been handmade with love and care, and bespoke requests are welcome. To find out more, click on the link in the description, or visit etsy.com slash madewithrage0. You said you'd come. Lawrence, hope Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to another Is It Worth a Tenor review from Wulong Talks. My name's Jason. I'm the host of the show, as you guys know by now. And if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Welcome to Wulong Talks. Uh, what we do here is we talk about comic books, movies, video games, um, basically everything to do with geek culture. That's what we're about. Um, and we carry out reviews and we do a, a well, I was going to say a weekly podcast, but it hasn't been very weekly of late, to be honest. Um, but we carry out a podcast as well, uh, where we discuss all of these uh, things and the latest issues and things that have popped up in the pop culture world. Um, now, this is a slightly different, is it worth a tenor review? Why is it slightly different? Well, I'm actually recording video for the first time. Um, never really actually done any video reviews for um the is it worth a tenor reviews in the past so uh, this is a new venture i'm trying this out to see how you know it works and and whether my ugly mug can get away with doing reviews on video i don't know we'll find out i guess <laughs> it all depends on the kind of feedback you guys give me so we'll see um how that works out but um yeah if you are following us on youtube or if you didn't know we actually have a youtube channel uh which you can find at wulong talks on youtube and uh there we have a number of different videos that have been posted up there some of them are going back a few years but the plan is going forward to have a lot more video content for you and a lot more things like this so if you're watching this on youtube hello i'm waving and if you're not watching this on youtube well i'm waving to you too um so thank you for listening but unfortunately you can't see me waving <laughs> All right, well, enough with this silly kind of intro. Um, what is Is It Worth a Tenor? Uh, well, basically what I do with Is It Worth a Tenor reviews is um, they're a little bit relaxed and they're a bit more informal. And generally what I try to do with them is to give you my thoughts, non-spoiler thoughts on the latest movies and TV shows that I've been watching um, and to say whether or not I think they are worth spending a good old £10 note on to enjoy. Um, now, that's kind of whether tenors are even worth it in terms of a of a parameter for measuring these things is is um something i'm gonna have to look at going forward because obviously with the proliferation of streaming services and the fact that we've gone through various lockdowns that we have around the world uh, it means a lot of people haven't been going to the cinema so um, we're having to actually watch our stuff on streaming so it'll be interesting maybe that's something i need to look at going forward in the future but um i guess we'll see we'll see uh, how things play out and, and go from there but um, yeah, so that's what Is It Worth a Tenor reviews are. Um, 
so let's crack on, shall we? Uh, the first film that I want to uh, let you guys know about is a movie that I actually saw a little while ago. In fact, I saw it um, in the, God, would be the third lockdown in the UK. We've had so many lockdowns in the UK, I've lost count, but it would be the third one. Um, and I decided to settle down finally and watch a movie called Doctor Sleep. Now, for those of you who haven't heard of Doctor Sleep or, or don't know much about what the, the background behind that is, um, effectively, it's a sequel to uh, the movie and the book The Shining uh, from the famous horror writer Stephen King. Um, the Shining is obviously one of the classics of his works, and it's also a classic movie as well, uh, directed by the legendary Stanley Kubrick, um, featuring Jack Nicholson in, in one of his most famous roles. It's it's one of those horror movies that is kind of, it kind of almost, you know, rose above the, the genre, it ascended the genre, so to speak, um, and became this, this cult movie, this classic movie that, that people consider to be one of the greatest ever made. Um, so taking on a sequel to that was always going to be a tall order. Uh, Stephen King wrote uh, a sequel to it called Doctor Sleep and uh, the movie adaptation for it came out in 2019. Um, it's directed by Mike Flanagan and it stars uh, Ewan McGregor and Rebecca Ferguson in, in the lead roles. Um, and I have to say, I thought this movie was really, really fantastic. Um, is it worth a tenner? Yeah, absolutely. Um, essentially, as said in, in a nutshell, the story is a continuation of the the shining story um in a sense that uh ewan mcgregor plays an older danny torrance who survived uh, the events of the shining um and is now kind of living a, a semi-recluse recluse life i guess um he you know he's, he's kind of disconnected from the world and he's struggling to kind of deal with uh, the powers that he has the the, the shining that he's got um, and, you know, he doesn't really kind of feel like he fits in anywhere in, in the world and is basically a bit of a mess. I mean, in fact, when the, the movie starts, he's really you know, rock bottom. Um, but through the, the course of the movie and through events that occur, he discovers that um, there is a young girl who actually has the same power as him. Um, and he takes it upon himself that he's going to protect this girl from um, a group of hunters. I can't remember the name of them. I actually wrote it down, so I'm going to go and look at the name of the group. <laughs> the True Knot, that's it. Sorry, forgot. Yeah, The True Knot. So um, The True Knot uh, are a, a group of beings that kind of feed off of people's souls and spirits, and particularly people who have um, the shining ability. They feed off of it like vampires. Um, and they're pretty vicious. There's there's like a group of them um, who are headed by, uh, as I said, Rebecca Ferguson and, and her character, who is just fantastic in this movie. Um, Rebecca Ferguson is so good. Like, wow. <laughs> but anyway, um, her group are determined, as said, to kind of hunt down um, any beings who have the shining, who have this power. And uh, through the, the course of the movie, you kind of come to understand why that is. Um, it, it's necessary for their survival, essentially. Like, they can't live without um, feeding regularly on, on this essence and on, on, the, on the spirit of these people. So, um, you know, they, they kind of have to do it. So you, you kind of get a sense of, of why it is that they're doing what they're doing. Um, and you kind of can sympathise with them at different points in the story, but... 
my goodness, are they vicious. <laughs> um, there's a couple of scenes in this movie. Well, there's one in particular that I'm thinking of. And I said, this is a spoilers review. So, you know, I won't go into any details or anything like that. But there is one scene in particular that was very difficult to watch for me. Um, it it was, it, it's just fantastically done. A uh, massive, massive credit to all the actors involved um, in that scene. But my goodness, it's it's horrible to watch it really is not because it's particularly bloody or anything it's just the way that it's played out the way it's acted is is superb um and that's the case pretty much throughout the entire movie the acting is is top-notch Hugh McGregor is, is really really good as Danny um he really does kind of convey the the, the sense of confusion and loss and and all the things that you would expect to find for, you know, Darry, Danny Torrance at, at this point in his life, um, he's able to portray and portray well. Uh, so that is really, really cool to, to kind of see that, you know, play out on, on the screen. Um, Rebecca Ferguson, as I said before, is just you know, chef's kiss. She's phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, you know, I remember her in uh, the Mission Impossible movie that I saw her in as well and, and thinking yeah she's really good and and she's popped up in loads of like different kind of Brit dramas and stuff over the years so I was somewhat familiar with her but here she really really is really good um, because she manages to get that kind of clever knack where um, where you want your bad guy, particularly in a horror film, you want your bad guy to be evil, but you want their evil to feel normal, if that makes sense. Um, sometimes if it's too over the top, unless the movie itself is a kind of OTT movie, which I can kind of dig as well, you know, under the right circumstances. But um, unless your movie is, is kind of an over the top type of movie, then the villain won't kind of fit in with, with the movie, if that makes sense. Like you want the villain's kind of portrayal and um, the villain's character arc to, to fit with the, the kind of narrative and the kind of tone that you've set for your movie. And um, Rebecca Ferguson just nails it, absolutely nails it. Um, there's a kind of calmness about her creepiness and her evil and that is another thing that always gets under my skin when there's an evil character and they're just calm with it like they're, they're not fussed about nothing they're like yeah this is me this is what I do like I'm out here and I'm out here to hurt you you got a problem with that that's your problem not mine <laughs> and you know that really is um it says something that kind of really always gets under my skin with that type of a character um and she just nails it absolutely nails it from from start to finish it's just incredible to to watch how she does it and and the way that she does it um aside from that you know and i said there's some really fantastic scenes as well uh, the direction is is really good um you know the set pieces are played out really well there's some incredibly imaginative vis visuals um, and good use of kind of practical visual effects as well as CGI, which is refreshing as well. Um, there was a lot of practical effects and a lot of work went into to putting together some of the, the kind of visual set pieces that you see in the movie. Um, so it was really kind of, it, it really kind of lends a, a feeling of authenticity to it, you know. Um, so I would say, you know, those were definite kind of pluses. Um, it does a really good job of kind of expanding on the pre-existing Shining mythology and, and, and story as well um it was always going to be tricky 
to, to kind of adapt that as said because The Shining is so beloved, because, you know, the book is so famous and because the movie is so famous, it was always going to be a tall order to try and carry on from, you know, directly from that story and then go into your own narrative and try to keep your own tone, your own style, your own themes, whilst also paying homage to, you know, the, the, the original movie. But as said, largely this film knocks it out of the absolute park. My only one drawback would be maybe the third act. Um, in the third act of the movie, there is more of a direct tie-in to The Shining. Again, I'm trying to do this without spoiling too much for you. So there's more of a direct tie-in to the, the, the original Shining. And um, some of the homages don't come off as well as they should. And, and the story just kind of slightly loses its way a little bit for me towards the end. Um, but it's a minor gripe. Really is a minor gripe, I, I promise you. It's, it's not that big a deal. Um, the Shining is, uh, you know, a, a fantastic film and Doctor Sleep deserves to be up right next to it as a fantastic uh, sequel and a fantastic part to that story. So, uh, is it worth a tenner? Yes, absolutely. Go and see it. Um, how can you see it? Well, if you're in the UK, I believe it's on Prime Video for rental. Um, when I rented it, it was seven ninety nine. Um, I don't know if the price has changed. I assume it's still seven ninety nine. But yeah, it was a one off uh, fee that I had to pay to to rent it to watch it. So um, you can go and check it out from there, and um, I'm sure you'll be able to find it on other streaming services as well if that's not your thing. So yeah, just have a look around, but definitely check out Doctor Sleep. It's definitely worth the wait. Okay, um, there is another film I just want to quickly talk about with you as well. Uh, this is another one that um, I would recommend to you. Um, I would say it is worth a tenner, but uh, it is a bit niche, this one. So I'll let you know anyway. Um, I'm a big documentary fan, as those of you who've listened to the podcast in the past know. You know, I really do like a good documentary. Um, I think it it's probably comes from you know, my desire to kind of learn more about the, the world around me. And it's something that I've always wanted to do as, as a kid is I've always wanted to learn more about things. Um, and, you know, documentaries kind of are a way of a, a window into somebody else's world. So, um, you know, for me, I really, really enjoy uh, watching documentaries and, and uh, getting into those. Um, one of the documentaries that I have checked out recently is uh, one called 9.79. Um, now, 9.79 is about the uh, Seoul Olympics, uh, which I believe was in 1988. And um, it's about a man that some of you may or may not know called Ben Johnson, who uh, at one point was the fastest man on earth. Um, he was a, a sprinting athlete. He ran the 100 meters and he represented Canada. Um, and he was something of a, a global superstar, much in the way that, you know, Usain Bolt would be today. Um, however, he ran and competed in the, the Seoul Olympics. He won in a record time, of, a then record time of 9.79 seconds, um, beating uh, his rival Carl Lewis from the United States of America, a guy who... Um, yeah, let's say he's um, he's Marmite. <laughs> Carl Lewis is definitely Marmite. Um, you either love Carl Lewis or 
yeah. <laughs> but um, he was kind of Ben Johnson's chief um, rival and, and, and his chief kind of threat to him winning uh, the gold medal at the Olympics. And, and Ben Johnson beats him in the race. Um, but as the kind of fallout of, of that race comes around, um, the athletes then have to be tested as, as part of, of kind of protocol. And it's found that Ben Johnson... Um, had been taking banned substances during this race. And I remember, um, you know, when this race actually happened as a kid, because I was a big athletics fan and I really enjoyed athletics and I really enjoyed um, watching it on TV. And and it was one of those sports that you got free on TV, you know. Um, And Ben Johnson was a real hero of mine. He was. He he was a massive hero of mine. I I, I loved Ben Johnson, you know. Um, I really thought the the world of him, as a lot of kids did. Uh, As said, he was a huge role model and and somebody that people really looked up to. And when it came out that he had been taking substances and and essentially had been cheating for large parts of his career, it, it was... An absolute shocker, you know, it really was a, a massive shock to, to many people because, as said, you know, nobody kind of knew that, that Ben Johnson was, was doing that. And, you know, the, there were so many people who looked up to him. There were so many sponsors who were involved in, in, in kind of, um, you know, backing his career and things like that. So what 9.79 as a documentary does really, really well is, is kind of examine um, the fallout from, from that incident and how this had a massive ripple, ripple effect across many of the top athletes um, in that time who were competing at, at that time that Ben Johnson was competing. And you come to realise how desperate and gladiatorial sports can become. Um, in a sense that you know people's uh, professional athletes essentially their their livelihood is what they do you know is is their sport and if there is one person who is seemingly dominating this field that you're in and you discover that that person is you know is is flexible with the law shall we say um then you start to question well should I be flexible with the law then you know is that a way that maybe I could for, forge my career and, and move ahead and be competitive and be successful and achieve the things that I've set out to achieve and you know hearing these other athlete stories as well as Ben's stories in, in the documentary really kind of brings home to you how high stakes the, the world of professional um, athletics is and, and how much people are willing to go and how far they're willing to go in order to achieve success um, is it worth watching? I would say yes, definitely. Um, it really is interesting to set on on the human level to see how far a person will go in order to achieve what it is they feel they need to achieve. Um, I will say if you're not interested in athletics, then don't worry because this documentary doesn't focus that much on the technicalities of the sport. It's more about the, the people who are within the sport and, and those who were taking part at that time and has said the impact that um, Ben Johnson's actions had on them and, and you know, and, and generations after as well. So uh, 9.79 is my second uh, recommendation for you. It's definitely worth a tenner. Go and check that out where you can. Um, I was able to view it via uh, the Google uh, video service. Google had it uh, available for rental. 
um, which was about like a quid. I think I paid for it, so it really wasn't a lot. So um, I would say if you are interested in something and if you're interested in documentaries and particularly documentaries about kind of, as I said, human beings and, and being put into difficult positions and the decisions that they make when they're put into difficult positions, then go and check out 9.79. All right, I think that's going to do it for uh, my first video attempt at a Is It Worth a Tenor review. If you're watching the video, thanks very, very much for watching. Um, do please leave your feedback. I'd love to hear from you. Um, you know, I said this is the first time I'm doing this, so uh, maybe it was good, maybe it was terrible, I don't know. <laughs> Let me know either way. And um, yeah, thanks a lot for that. For those of you listening via uh, iTunes or via Spotify, um, then thanks a lot. Don't forget to leave us a review. And again, for you YouTube watchers, we do have an audio version of the podcast, which has been going for some time, and you can check that out on Apple on Spotify and various other places as well. Um, all you need to do is search for that on your favorite podcast app. Just search for Wulong Talks and you will find us there. All right, well, that's it from me. Thanks a lot. I'll be back again, hopefully, with another video review for you soon. Until then, take care, stay safe, and we'll catch you on the other side. Peace. Thanks for listening to us. If you're down with Wulong Talks, show some love by following us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Wulong Talks. You can also find us online at www.wulongtalks.com or drop us an email at wulongtalkspodcast at gmail.com. We can also be found as part of the BrickPod Scene Collective and we're also officially E14 endorsed. Search for those hashtags to enjoy more content from us and from other great British podcasters. 